Hey everyone and welcome to the very first team analysis on wrong ones. So today we're going to be analyzing the Royal Challengers of Bangalore, that team that finished last last season. So uh, the way this is going to work is we're going to first go through the strengths and the weaknesses of the team. Then we're going to discuss what the other people have raised about those strengths and weaknesses. After that, we're going to move on to the best 11s that uh, we all believe Royal Challengers Bangalore can field this season, followed by the X Factor players, surprise packages, and finally, a prediction on where we think that the, the team is going to finish. With us today, we've got Noor, Kabir, and me who are going to be there quite often and you're going to see our faces quite a lot now. Uh, apart from that, this time we have with us a special guest, Rohan Ramesh, who is a lifelong Royal Challengers of Bangalore fan. So he's going to be providing uh, the, the tips from the heart rather than from the brain. So without further ado, Rohan, I'm going to hand over to you. What do you think is one of the key strengths that your team has this season? Sure. I think uh, this time, and this is kind of an unusual strength. One of the thing I, one of the things I think is the biggest strength this time is the structure of RCB, and uh, in that they have Simon Katish as the head coach and Hessian as the director of cricket. And I think this is an issue which RCB had a lot in the past, where there was a, there was lack of clarity in in terms of giving players chances and actually uh, having a person in in terms of the direct. The, the direction of cricket because you would have uh, in the past players who played three matches not so well and then uh, you know get dropped immediately and that completely ruins their uh, their confidence and I think one example of this in the past is Shimron Hetmeyer last season who was really promising dropped and uh, after a few bad games and then never has never come back so I think in this case where Hessian was really the, the, the director of cricket in terms of a really high bird's eye view of the of the team and the kind of players we need in terms of the auction uh, has done a really good job there and we can rely on Simon Katis to do the more day-to-day -day, uh, you know nets and training and develop uh, players that way and so I think this uh, real combination is a is a new thing I believe it's one uh, RCB are one of the only clubs who do this and so I'm excited to see what uh, what results this brings. Fair enough. Kabir any other strengths that you want to highlight? Uh, I think that um, as usual <clears throat> RCB have a excellent uh, top order. I think Finch, I mean, I'll get into it with my um, my team, but I think you can have Finch, Cody, De Villiers at least, and then a bunch of other figures uh, pop in between them. And uh, that makes for a pretty uh, devastating batting lineup. That's obviously any lineup with Finch, uh, uh, with uh, AB De Villiers and Virat Kohli has to be a strong batting lineup. Anyway, Noor, any other strengths that you wanted to highlight on this team, or is that all? No, I mean, I think I think both of you really um, uh, gave great answers. Their batting lineup is great. They have really strong openers. And I'm excited to see also the young talents in terms of like a Shivan Dubey and see how he reacts in a team like this when it comes to his batting ability. I think another strength also, what I was noticing is their all-around power. They have like eight yeah. all-rounders. And I mean, they can if they play more in Ali, they have like six, seven bowling options. So I think that's that's really great. So even if they don't, you know, even if they don't necessarily have the best death bowlers, the amount of the sheer number of options they have really works in their favor. So I think that's a great strength in terms of um, in terms of their all rounders. And I think that's also what they were kind of trying to focus on this uh, IPL auction, this past one, which is also restructuring of the team in terms of its players. It finally looks like a pretty balanced team, which is rare for RCB. Yeah, yeah that, uh, absolutely. I was just going to say that the balance looked really good of this team. For the first time, RCB have sort of a 
in, in terms of Morris and so uh, Dubey, they have a link between their batting and their bowling. But I think one other strength which is kind of unique, which which could play as a strength this year, I'm not sure, but I feel it might, is that this, they're playing away from Kiliswami this year. And while I know RCB fans are quite passionate about their team, sometimes for players, obviously for people like Kohli and A.B. De Villiers, they thrive in this kind of atmosphere when they're, when they're being constantly pressurized by the fans around them. But in a situ- in a situ- uh, for other players, let's say, who are less experienced, who haven't faced this kind of pressure, I feel like being uh, playing in Dubai away from as such like the, the, the cauldron that Chinnaswamy is, it might actually help them a little bit to ease in and have uh, better seasons. Also, uh, Chinnaswamy isn't the best pitch to bowl on. And um, given that, maybe this will allow their bowling lineup and people like Chehel and uh, Sundar even really shine and have even better seasons than like Chehel usually does. So yeah, that's just to it. add to that, sorry, just to add to that, Ahan, I think that what we've seen in the past is that the Chinnaswamy is actually a neutralizer of levels between the teams because the ground is so small and because the pitch is so flat. Even players who aren't necessarily as skilled uh, are able to perform to a high standard. Um, and then you see players like Gale, obviously having taken advantage of the pitch for for years and years on end. Um, and it, that's that's the main point that I was trying to make is that it neutralizes um, even away teams that come in and uh, sorry the home advantage let's say it neutralizes the home advantage um, and as such they can't really make uh, use the home advantage as well as other teams might uh, like Rajasthan have in the past and like Mumbai have in the past that's a good, that's a good point well. and I think uh, one more benefit of uh, like this removing this uh, you know neutralizer will really help our team as well because because of that Indian core we have of uh, Shivan Dube, uh, Washington Sundar, uh, Saini, Chahal. If you see the uh, scene during the last year, they've had a lot of international experience. And this was not the case last year. And so just having this extra ex- uh, ex- expertise and experience in different formats, whether it be a T20 or ODI, will really help them uh, come across as more experienced cricketers. And if and we can take any advantage of that. Uh, any advantage we can take. And so if this neutralizer uh, goes away, then... Um, experiences is all you're going to take because uh, it's going to be such a different circumstance this time with no fans and so on. And so any expertise is valued. And so I think uh, this is uh, looking good for RCB so far. I also think, I think Kabir touched on this a little bit, but I think the spinners are going to get a really great, um, they're going to finally get a break, you know. I think someone like Chahal who can be pretty economical but hasn't uh, been able to do that in uh, RCB in the past because of just the ground he plays on all the time, he can really do well. And considering that they also just got Adam Zampa like a few days ago, I think, you know, I think the spinners have really something to go for now. And like they can be actually wicket-taking options this year. And even Washington Sundar, not only Chahal, like the other spinners in the team can really be impactful this year because it's not in that stadium. That's uh, That was a lot of uh, talk on the strengths of RCB. I'm sure Rohan is proud that we found so many strengths in, the, in his team. Uh, but now we're going to move on to the less fun part for Rohan, which is the weaknesses that uh, the, the team has. So, Noor, do you want to start us off on the weaknesses that you think RCB has? Yeah, I think in terms of weaknesses, I'm not... So, I have two, really, uh, two ones, uh, two weaknesses I want to point out. For me, we're missing one or two good upper, uh, the entire squad is missing one or two good top order Indian batsmen. Uh, I think it's kind of dependent on the foreign players, which makes the balance of the international players really difficult to negotiate. So the Stain Morris question becomes really big with ideally 
you would only really want to play Finch and AB and then play one all-rounder and one bowler as internationals. But because we don't have a good, they don't have as many great Indian top-order batsmen options, except obviously Virat Kohli, that, uh, that goes away from them. So I think figuring out that balance is going to really work out. Uh, it's going to be like their um, pathway to success if they can figure out how to work that out. The second thing is, while I think Shivan Dubey and Washington Sundar are great talents, I, I'm not 100% convinced of their ability to finish games in high-pressure situations just because they're not the most experienced, even though they have some you know, international um, team uh, cricket behind them. But I would want a more senior player, or at least someone who I know can really just thrash the ball there in that position. So I think those are the two weaknesses for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Kabir, are there any other weaknesses you wanted to add up? Uh, I think the the biggest weakness, I think Noor mentioned this as well, that um, that they don't have much uh, back, many backups for the Indian batsmen. Um, I, I think the only people they have perhaps is, you know, uh, a Gurkirat Man or a... Parikal, uh, he can open. Parikal, I, I think I, I'm going to, I'm going to, play him in my first 11 I'll talk about this I think he's really really good uh, he's one of those like Indian batsmen who are coming up but um, who is that there's Parthi Patel there's uh, Gurki Atman that's about it really um, and these aren't the kind of guys who you want to rely on if there's an injury to someone who can bat or if you need to change the balance of the team um, if say you want to swap one of the all-rounders out or whatever it is Fair enough uh, Rohan any other weaknesses that you can see Oh, no, no, that's true. Uh, I really agree no. with Noor's points. <laughs> no, yeah, there's no weakness at all. Uh, I really agree with Noor's points, especially with the balance of uh, foreign players because we have such foreign, uh, exciting foreign players. And I do think uh, Isru Adana, which, is, which was not mentioned much so far, is going to play a bigger role than many people think. But we will get to that later. But I think that mix of choosing the right players is going to be tough. Uh, of course, we don't have a big player at maybe five or six uh, to come and finish matches, you know, like a Hardik Pandya. That's going to be an mm-hmm. issue. And also, this may be a minor thing to add on, but uh, it could be the wicketkeeper situation. And so we kind of have a few decent wicketkeepers, but not world-class. And then that begs the question of uh, if we choose Josh Felipe to play, he's going to wicketkeep. But if, if we don't choose him, if we choose uh, Aaron Finch instead, uh, do we choose Partha Patel because of that to keep or do we use A.B. De Villiers to keep? And so that, uh, if we don't get the balance wrong, I, I can see things going wrong there, uh, especially in a foreign environment. And as, as we said, we don't have much backup in terms of Indian batsmen. And so that could be a potential trigger which could, you know, uh, ruin everything. Yeah, definitely. But I think uh, from what the news that has been coming out is that A.B. is actually practicing with uh, the keeping gloves yeah. on. So that probably... Kind of settles that for now. Let's see though, because you never know with AB and wicket keeping. Uh, anyway, so that's the discussion. Don't thing. know about his back either. His back might give yeah, away any, any moment. Uh, so, with this, uh, that was the strength and weaknesses that we thought the team had. If anyone has any questions that they want to ask anybody else who raised a point, you can go ahead now and ask them. I have another strength to add that I didn't actually add. I think that the, um, the depth in bowling is for once very, very uh, impressive. And in particular, the Indian bowling. I think they could actually just make a a team or their bowling contingent could just be made up of Indian players who all have some sort of international experience, which is rare in in IPL teams and even rarer in RCB. Yeah, 
Yeah, I completely agree with Kabir. It's a first for RCB. And when I was picking my top left, and I know we're getting to that, but that's where I was really struggling. I, I just want to play the, I want to play mostly Indian bowlers. Since he brought up the strength of the structure and uh, the chain in structure in RCB, do you feel like uh, the division of uh, a coach and a um, director of cricket can actually maybe cause a problem in terms of who to actually listen to if there's if there's a lack of clarity in terms of the structure could that not also act as a hindrance rather than a blessing oh that, that's true for sure and i think if yeah if there's going to be a disparity in thought between catch and SCN, that's going to be the absolute worst uh, but i think uh, i think they know that's going to be a problem and i think they'll do their best to solve that issue but of course if, if that comes up that's going to be a big issue and i think in the end what everyone's going to do is just follow Birat Kohli uh, i think that's the safest bet you can do if, if especially if you're like a young indian cricketer just follow Birat Kohli uh, so i think that's there uh, just to add one more thing in terms of strength i think uh, aaron finch's role in this team uh, I'm going to say something controversial here, and he may not be a regular starter, and he's not on my uh, uh, first eleven first eleven list. Uh, I think they're going to use him more for leadership and guidance, and I think having that those many uh, matches as, as an international captain in terms of T20 or ODI, uh, and even Test for a for a uh, for a brief period, is going to be really important. They're going to uh, lift some of the weight off uh, Kohli and ABD. And uh, really give some, uh, you know, like basically he'll be used to calm the nerves and help these young players in in tough situations. And so I think that's one more, like one big strength which RCB have this this year. Yeah, I think everything considered, they have four either current or former international captains in their squad, which is pretty impressive. And four um, legendary, not not legendary, but um, well versed international captains in Finch, Kohli, De Villiers and Stain. Okay, yeah. Okay, so now I feel like we've... Yes, Kabir. Let me just add something. Um, you know how you... So on your whole... Um, yeah, the idea of like the, the director of cricket and the coaches having an issue uh, or even maybe the captains having an issue with that. Um, I think Mike Hessen's um, personality is not one like, let's say the director of cricket for India. He who shall not be named. Um, I don't think that, I don't think his personality is not, um, sorry, I don't think his personality is as imposing. I think he will let the the players on the field do what they need to do. And I think his role might be more focused on drafting players and on um, building players um, in their sort of their grassroots um, uh, foundation in their organization. Yeah, for sure. And more of a scouting role as well, I think. I can yeah. tell you I'm cutting that part out in the editing. <laughs> uh, next up, we've, uh, we're going to be moving on to what we all feel are our best 11s uh, for the uh, Bangalore franchise. Uh, so we're going to start with the fan over here. Rohan, do you want to give what you think is your best 11 for RCB this season? Sure, let's go. Cool. So I think... Justification. Yep, sure. Uh, I think I'll start off opening with uh, Joshua Felipe and Devdat Padikal. Then go with Kohli, A.B. de Villiers. Then uh, Shivam Dube, Parthiv Patel, Washington Sundar. And I think this is the weakest part of the team so far. And then going for the bowlers, I think uh, Udana, Saini, Stain, and Chahal. That was... Okay, just repeat that, just repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, so, so... 
uh, which part you, you, you just just start again start again just yeah yeah sure so J- joshua Felipe and dev yeah. particle as openers then we have Kohli and ab de Villiers as 3 and 4 then middle order is uh, shivam dube parthiv patel and washington sundar then you have isru Udana, saini stain and chahal as the bowlers why okay. Udana? Yeah, well, I think I think I think Udana's gonna be by far our best bowler this 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 season. And I was watching him closely in the in the World Cup, uh, happened two years ago, and I think he's the most underrated player. Uh, if you, I've seen some of the behind the scenes videos of RCB uh, for the auction, and they were willing to pay I think six to nine lakhs for him, and they ended up paying like sorry like six to nine crores for him, and they ended up playing twenty lakhs for him. And so I think everybody in the in the auction really missed out on his uh, on his uh, re- on his talent there. I think he's an amazing death bowler, especially with the with his slower uh, off cutters, and also he can be very very threatening with the bat, especially in, in in a T20 game if he needs to come in for like three four overs and just whack the ball. Yeah, I think I he can do that as well. I him scoring um, a really quick fire eighty in one of the games. Exactly right. Uh, he's got like yeah. But that's a big. Am I missing something? I don't. I don't RCB see what's special about him. RCB I don't either. I'm not the biggest fan. I think he's very. Ten point like, five crores on Morris. So for them to for, for, yeah, for I, to pick Morris, that's a big call. I think yeah. Uh, I will say that I've seen Udana much more than Morris, and maybe that's because of that I'm missing him out. But I think we should have paid much less for Morris and much more for Udana. And so I think uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. I think if they play Udana for most of their games, especially on slower, uh, slower uh, wickets, uh, it'll be a, a very good thing. What about uh, one other question? Why uh, Felipe ahead of Finch? Uh, if if you see him, why, because why? Like because when you're doing that, you've got Parthiv anyway at five, which that's another question. Why Parthiv? So yeah. Uh, I think if you've seen the Big Bash uh, last season, you'll you'll know Joshua Felipe's, uh, you know, his talent and his real knack to score lots of runs quickly. And so if if he can do that job properly, and this is all contingent on him having enough confidence to come in and play the same way he plays in the Big Bash. And I think if if that doesn't happen, maybe give him some chance. But if that doesn't happen, then of course you put in Finch there because you have a you have a well-known uh, and well-reputed uh, player there. But I think Finch is just as useful off the pitch as he as he is on the pitch, and Joshua Felipe can give you that wicket-keeping option and also that explosive batting option, which really relieves the load of of Kohli and and And, and so I, I think because of that, sorry, if it off. goes well, Felipe could be a good thing. And of course, I, I try to make my eleven a bit controversial, just to have something to talk about. So yeah, mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. But I think th- this this eleven would work really well. I think um, Finch is criminally underrated in T20s. For someone who averages 36, an average of, sorry, striker at 143, and has made almost 9,000 runs in the format, do not include him while he is the third best T20 player, uh, T20 bats in the world. I mean, I've got Finch in my lineup, but just a point to support um, Rohan is that Finch has played for most of the IPL franchises and he doesn't get retained much. So I mean, his relationship with the IPL is not that great. Like he's not—he's not really performed that well in the IPL as he has in international cricket, which is—which could be a factor why he's got for the raw talent of Felipe. But my question to you guys is that I—I I prefer Finch over Felipe, but it's also for me like the conditions are so different in the UAE. I don't see how Joshua Felipe is going to be able to adapt 
incredibly quickly versus a Finch who has the experience, who's played there before. You know, Felipe is a great talent, but the uh, the pitches in Australia are very, very different to the ones in UAE. The conditions are harder. So, you know, for me, it's just like, you'd firstly take that risk or go with the experienced person you know who can adapt, even if he has a bit um, of a personality. Just a point to add against my own point. Um, <laughs> Finch averages two uh, in the UAE and T20 internationals. <laughs> So in five innings, he's made ten runs in five innings at a strike rate of thirty-two. Oh, I think like that's a question as well. Was that like two thousand and eighteen-ish? Like, uh, yeah, was I mean it was between two thousand fourteen, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so then, see, but then they were playing that's the Pakistan series you're talking about, right? Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. That's it. That's unfair because the entire Australian team played like shit. <laughs> yeah. No, no, for sure. I mean, but but I, I'm just saying, just to anyway, balance yeah. up the argument. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah. I think we have really no. wanted to this team. No, no, no. Also, like, I, I, I just want to like give one more point in, right? And just to answer Noor's thing, like, of course, you can go with uh, experience and 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 established thing. Like, of course, fair enough. You can do that. It's the safest choice, I believe. Like, no one's gonna get fired by choosing Finch over Felipe, but. I think if you want to like throw a wild card in an already like really unpredictable tournament with like new conditions, like I don't I don't know what opponents will think once you see Felipe in the starting lineup. I, I really and they may maybe underestimate him and not know how to bowl to him. And so that could be a small advantage, especially in the in the opening for few matches, just to give it a shot and see, you know, we 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 we, we might as well try. And so if that doesn't work out, you can easily put Finch in. That's going to be fine. But I think if you start off with this, it's, it's, you're going to really like get into the opponent's head. Yeah. I should add, I do think Philippi is good, but I don't think he's as good as Aaron Finch. Right. Okay, now Kabir has uh, analyzed this team enough. So Kabir, let's hear your 11. Wait, before, I, before one more thing. Why Stain when you have the same options, the same abilities in the Indian fast bowlers in the, in the, um, in the lineup? I don't think Stain nowadays is any better than Aseni or... or I did add Saini in, and of course you could yeah. remove Stain for Yadav, but also I yeah. think uh, I guess having a bit more experience helps in terms of bowling in this uh, in, in this format. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I guess it's it would be much better if you if we put Yadav instead of Stain. If you can if you can sort that out, we could also put Finch and Felipe opening the batting, and and that'll be good as well. Or you can put Ali into, in, instead of Partha Patel just to give a, yeah. a bit more firepower middle, uh, in the middle. So there's a lot yeah. of options, and so this is just one of them, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Abhi, do you want to give your 11? It's a now? good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with mine. Um, I'm going to start with Finch and Padikal. I think Ahan has a little bit to say about Padikal later. Uh, a little bit of a fanboy, but I think Padikal's really good as well. Um, then Kohli at three, obviously, David is at four. Uh, I've gone with uh, Moeen at five. Uh, and then I've gone with Dubey at six and Morris at seven. So that's your sort of like middle to late order um, with Washington Sundar at eight. Um, if, I mean, ideally, he don't, I don't think he's as good a batsman as a lot of people think he is. I don't think he has that level of finishing in uh, T20 cricket or actually in sort of high level cricket. Um, but he's a very good bowler. Then uh, Yadav, then Sani, uh, and Yuzhina uh, Jahel, obviously. Um, hit me. I can't. I have the exact same team. Perfect. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> I um, have the exact same team. Yes, great minds. Great minds. 
ones. Don't you think it's a bit of overkill on the 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 batting? Don't you feel like staying could provide a better option in the bowling lineup? I almost think it's an overkill on the bowling because my five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven all bowls. But you're um, okay. Because yeah. I actually there's not there's not an overkill on the batting because I don't think Dubey will provide you more than twenty runs in an innings. I don't think Morris will do the same. I don't think Sundar will do the same. And I think Moeen is hit and miss. So it's really it's still very reliant on that top order to make the runs. And then after that, it is you know Dubey will chip in with fifteen of ten, and Morris will do the same thing, and Sundar will get twelve of eight or something like that. That's that's kind of what I think RCB's finishing will look like. I don't think it's going to be some of the uh, beginnings. I think it's going to be like a little bit. You've got a team with. Kohli and ABD, you ex- at three and four, you expect the low order to not come in before, let's say, seven, 16, 17 overs. So they've anyway got less overs to bat. I mean, you say that, but like that hasn't been the case in the past, right? I mean, it depends what yeah. kind of season those two have, but let's see. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, if Kohli makes 900 runs in a season again, then there's not going to be any issues at all. I mean, they didn't win the they didn't win the league even in that. So yeah, yeah, they came to the finals. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Noor, uh, do you want to? I mean, you basically said you have the same. 11. Yeah, I mean, I'll just give my justifications for it as well, I guess. So it's Finch, Particle, Virat, AB, Ali, Dubey, Morris, Sundar, Yadav, Sani, Jahal. Same thing as uh, Kabir. I was struggling. I'll tell you the decisions I was struggling between. It's should I put Patel? I was like, where do you put him? I feel like he's not the greatest middle order batsman. So I would. But so for me, it was between Particle and uh, Patel for the second opening spot. But I think you should go for the younger talent. He's seen, he's up and coming. He has real potential. So I went for him. And then the second decision was Chris Morris or Saini. I don't think, I think in order for this team to have balance, Moen Ali is crucial because that middle order looks really weak without him. Even if he doesn't have, even if he's not the biggest hitter in the world. You know that there's if there are people collapsing next to you, he's a great test cricketer. He'll play, he'll just rotate the strike. You know, like he'll great test Moin Ali. I think he's okay. I think he's you know, not the best team anymore. Guys, in his peak, he was really good. Come on, you can George DeBell loves him. Huh? George DeBell, the the writer at Cricket Show, he yeah. loves him. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I think when Shout he was George DeBell, come on the Sorry. podcast. <laughs> I think no. I think I think when he was in the speak, he was really good. But I also think he has a lot of experience with Dube there that can really um, help there. Chris Morris adds that, and he's also my death bowler, which is why I have him. So I think it's good because my death bowler is going to be Morris and Sani, and then Shahal and Sundar and Mohan Ali will take the uh, middle overs and Omesh Yadav up top. So I think that's I think that's a pretty well balanced team for RCB. Yeah. My decision for, for Morris is between Morris and Stain. Um, uh, I think he's a little bit more batting and he gives you that finishing ability that I don't, that a more consistent finishing ability than I'd say a Dubey or Sundar Gill. Yeah. That's, that's I, why I want to. No, you said something about I think the bowling is overkill. That's why I was struggling as well. I was like, I have so many all rounders here. I don't really need these many bowling options. So I don't mind yeah. playing a Chris Morris. Even if he's expensive one game, I have so many backup options, you know? So it's yeah. fine. So it's like it. It really. It's. I don't need another complete pacer. Hundred percent. And also, like, you do. Do you really want from the bowling four overs? No. Yeah. Uh, do you want Moin Ali bowling four overs? No. Um, actually, may, uh, maybe, but probably not. Um, 
ಅಡಾನ I I really think like if it's a slower pitch like if it's a slower pitch I'm telling you right now Udana's by far the better player. Mark Let me was, just clear something for you. So Udana is going to be playing on flat wickets in the UAE. He doesn't bowl faster than 135 kilometers an hour. His economy rate is trending upwards not downwards in the, and has been for the last 3 years. There's no like I don't see the reason you know, behind it. I I think he has that x factor and I think we'll get to the x, the x factor part of this thing later and I think he is a match winner and he has Sorry you got more Odana fanboy coming up after this for sure for sure he has he's a match winner and he has that grit I feel like he has that grit which will like win you games and I, I, it, yeah. when things get up but what in his in his sort of career summary has shown you that he's this match winner he oh, has been his performance in the world cup for sri lanka like i'm basing this whole hypothesis on that <laughs> to be very honest and and i was really impressed by that he was someone which had decides 10 games i have a question for you was it just his performance by itself or was his was it his performance in comparison to how bad his other members of his team played no i think it was his performance in those circumstances it was like when the game is getting this tough like he takes a responsibility and like if it's getting messy he doesn't mind it he still like you know does his best and like has that grit and perseverance to push through no matter like how messed up the situations are and so i think Sorry, okay RCB... this is 2019 world cup yeah yeah and okay. i think i'm uh, just having okay, a look okay, at the numbers that's it, that's it. we're going to move actually, on actually sorry go go on go on sorry I'm, i keep interrupting you keep going i'm going to start with my 11 yeah now. go go ahead Ahan. okay we've had enough odana discussion i'm sure there's more coming up later but for I, me, by the way can i just say i thought you would be one of the most irrelevant players in this entire podcast <laughs> yeah me too i was like why why is this become a suru dana podcast anyway next my 11 is basically pinch and particle opening as i think anur and kavir also have a uh, particle it, for me there was never a question because if parthiv has to, as soon as i knew that ab is taking the gloves because of his training this team was set for me because uh, the only reason parthiv would have played is because he would have had to take the gloves but as soon as i knew that uh, ab was stay always in basically practicing to take the gloves particles got a, uh, in the in the mushtaq ali trophy he had 580 runs and a strike rate of 170 plus and an average of like 65 runs you can't not play someone who's that good uh, and then i've got obviously kohli and ab 3 4 then i've got dubey morris sundar 5 6 7 those uh, dub morris can come up if you need it uh, if you need more explosive hitting uh, maybe dubey can uh, come up if you need his i feel is slightly better a better batsman than morris and then i've got stain at 8 yadav at 9 saini at 10 and yuzvendra chahal to finish it uh, if it's a really slow wicket let's say data in the ipl when the, all the wickets have been played on then i could consider instead of stain if you want to have a third spinner maybe in yuzvendra uh, in uh, adam zampa who they just got in or if you want to play odana as a, a fast bowling uh, all around who's good with the slow deliveries then i can see that as a, as a possible option as, because i don't think stain now can play 14 games 
So you can you have an option to basically tinker over there. And I think they've got enough batting uh, with stay uh, Dubé, Morris, and Sundar at five, six, and seven. And then you can have uh, maybe if if uh, it doesn't work out initially, then you can again drop in and get maybe Ali in to bat higher up the order, or have Felipe as well to bat up the order. So let's see. That was my just yeah. I mean, Stain's shoulder is hanging on by a thread. Number one. Um, number two. What was I going to say? Um, who was going to say? But I think I think if Stain is fit, then Stain is the best possible they've got. Without enough, question. Yeah. But he he may not. Yeah, he's thirty-seven years fit. old. Yeah. That doesn't matter. On his on on the, if he is fit, he's a much better fast. He's a far better fast bowler than anything they've got. Yeah. I think he has I, better than Navdeep Saini. Yes, Navdeep Saini is a very good bowler. He's a very uh, he's a great prospect up and coming. But we're talking about one of the best fast bowlers the world has ever seen, and he might on his. Oh, I agree. But he's still thirty-seven years old, and his shoulders barely hanging on by three. There's no need to argue, guys. They're both great. Like RCB is just very nice. Like it's fine. Both of them can be the best. We we just like share shared the, the number one spot. I think you know what Ahan. I think it's Dale Stain has a great presence on the field in terms of like he has the ability to change the environment of a team. Right? We saw that when he came in last IPL for like even the two games he played. <laughs> right? But I don't think I don't think he's that great a bowler anymore to be chosen over some of these other players. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Ten runs to defend. Last over. Stain and Sani. Who are you giving the ball to? Yeah, for sure. If, if Stain's fit, no. If Stain's fit, I last over. Now, yes. like right now, or at the peaks. Now, oh, now, now. In this IPS. No, Sani. Sani, for sure. Yeah. But Stain's got the wits. He's got the experience. He knows how to outfox yeah. the batsman. Now, Deep Sani's twenty-seven years old. He's not like or twenty-six years old. It's not like he's a he's he's a novice. Yeah, it's not like no, he hasn't he, played. Okay. You know, seven last years of oh, yeah, I don't know how long. Five years of first grade. Last season. Final match of the IPL, yeah. Um, Lasit Malinga, that last over he bowled. I don't think and slight a much less experienced player than him would have been able to do that kind of defense. That experience can't sure. something at the end of the day. There was his Bangladesh. Do you remember that? He didn't know. He was experience. only doing it all from behind the stumps. And Bangladesh had a had a mental meltdown that day. Lasith Malinga, Lasith Malinga as a T20 bowler is a lot different from Dale Steyn as a T20 bowler. Yeah. Lasith Malinga is quite, quite possibly the best T20 bowler there's ever been. Dale Steyn is not, even in the argument of being one of the best T20 bowlers there's ever been. But he's definitely Fair enough. best. But I think, I think the way I'd put this is I'd give Steyn the 19th over to you know to get as less little runs as possible to give the last bowler as many runs to defend. But I'd still give Stain that last over. Nineteen for sure will be Sani, but twentieth would be Stain. Yeah, I th- I think that's that's a good point. I think because not, I mean a lot of people say the nineteenth is the most important over, so I say perhaps you would give 19, uh, the nineteenth to Sani and then twentieth to Stain. Yeah, it's like Bumrah and Malinga last year, basically. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, like P Tech, Bumrah and Malinga. <laughs> anyway, moving on from. Oh, actually, one more thing. One more thing. I think I think I get the feeling that RCB have just drafted. Um, Zampa to make sure that he doesn't bowl to Kohli. Yeah, <laughs> that's possible. Highly possible. Oh, that was painful. That that's was painful. That's the Instagram was thing when they got him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, moving on now to the X Factor players because I feel like we've had a lot of discussion on a lot of these controversial 11s. So moving on to the X Factor players, um, Noor, do you want to start us off? Who's your X Factor? I mean, I know this may sound really corny, but we're at Kohli. Like he's just. <laughs> An OG, like he he will make or break this team. 
like say whatever it's Virat Kohli. He's the most influential person in this team. Virat Kohli, enough said. Uh, Kabir, who's your ex back? And when he when he when he bats better, he's in a better mood. And he captains better as well. Oh, yeah. um, I feel like he's anyway going to be happy now this season, given what's coming in January twenty one. Have your dad? True, true. Yeah. I think it's more of a, I know Kohli's going to play well regardless, but I think if for the team to play well, it's, it's that Kohli ABD like relationship, and if they click, then the team will play well. But if they are for some reason, you know, have, have some issues between them or they don't work as well as a team, then the whole team gets affected, not just those two. The best friends. And so Insta-like. more than just Kohli, it's like the Kohli De Villiers uh, synergy, I guess. Fair enough. Kabir, who's your X factor? Uh, my X factor is AB De Villiers. Stealing mine. You do it every podcast. <laughs> you, I don't actually. To be honest, I don't think I. I was gonna go with someone else. This is the most obvious option at this point. You can take the risk if you want. No, okay, I was gonna go with Navdeep Saini. Okay, fine. I think Navdeep Saini is a key to their bowling lineup. I think if he does well, the team will do well. Okay, fair enough. Rohan, I think there's no surprises as to who I'll take. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really keep my love for him a secret, but I think as you guys have taken the more obvious options, I'm gonna take uh, Isra Udana. Particularly because, and hear me out here. I think he's the most he's the he's the most overlooked player, and he has that X factor which RCB really needs. And the particular X factor they need is that person who, when when the tide is turning, because we know they have a very talented team. The moment the tide turns, in the past they have completely like let it go, and they've completely lost and had a big meltdown. I think he can be like a rock over there to like you know like calm every everybody down and be like no, I, I'll take this on my shoulders. Alternatively, I think Mohan Ali could also fulfill this role. He also has that kind of grit and that that perseverance. But I think Udana is a much more, uh, like has much more of that X factor, and and I, and I th- I'm going to put my bet on him. Either either Rohan, Rohan his, his, either Rohan's going to be laughing at us at the end of this IPL, or we're going to be laughing for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, or he just I'm won't very, play. Oh, like yeah, Udana will true. not play. That's yeah, the saddest thing. Yeah. He's going to get a game. No, yeah, I think exactly. he's definitely get a game. I think he's more likely to get a game now that it's in Dubai than it than he was uh, in uh, in Bangalore because the the slow pitches towards the end of the IPL might suit him more. I yeah. think the only way to, they're not gonna get him in if they by the end of the IPL those are the games that really matter, right? Those are the make or, w- or break games. You've got to win that, and if you qualified, you the last games of the IPL are the final and the semi-final. They're not gonna take out a Chris Morris, which is the only kind of position he can play in, and then play this guy who they haven't played the entire season because the pitches are slow. That's just, yeah, and also his his bowling average at the World Cup was fifty, and his best is his. Best showing in the game was two for forty-one. So I mean, RCB have bought him. They bought him with some thinking behind it, right? So let's see. No, I, and I'll send a video to you, to you guys, and I think we can put that as like a as part of the description. RCB are really backing these guys, and I said they they were willing to spend like around nine crores on him, or they thought that would be the price they were going to get for him, and I so think- they they really value him, and I think that. Uh, he he is overlooked, but of course, like I think I mean, the saddest thing that could happen is him not just getting a chance. As Delhi fans, we know a thing about like bad drafting. I think that would have been one of those. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand why RCB would be willing to pay so much for him because he's a really good backup to a Chris Morris or to even you a pay nine crores for a backup. A no, no, I mean in you the do sense, for Power Negi. Yeah, but like in the sense like. Position he plays, you know, 
because he's not like if Chris or Washington Sundar get hurt, then that he comes in for them. So I understand why they must have wanted him. You know, RCB has dealt with their injuries really screwing up their bowling lineup, Stain being the perfect example. So I see why they would, would have been willing to pay that much for him, but I just don't see him cracking this playing 11 ever. Let's see. Let's see. Anyway, so for my X Factor, I have picked, obviously, ABD was the obvious one because I love watching ABD bat. It's one of the most pleasant things in the world because when he's on song, nothing else matches his hitting to all parts of the, uh, of the park. It's, it's quite beautiful. But apart from that, I feel one possible X factor, which is kind of being slightly overlooked by everyone, is Chris Norris. As a Delhi fan, we have seen him carry our team for a couple of seasons and be the backbone of uh, that franchise. And I'm kind of sad he's not with us anymore. But I know that the, that relationship had run its course by the end of last year. So I feel um, Chris Morris, if he has, uh, in the last, let's say, 24 months, He's become a much better bowler as well. Like if you watched him in the uh, World Cup last year, his his bowling was definitely it was more potent, and he was he had, uh, he uh, was a more of a wicket taker, helping Rabada. So I feel like uh, Morris, his bowling is improved, and we know his batting. We've seen it in the past, and if he can find some of that batting form again, I feel like he could be a key because he's kind of the bridge in this in this RCB team between the batting and the bowling. And that player is always so important, like Hardik Pandya, Andre Russell. We've seen it in, in successful franchises in the past. So for RCB to do well, that, that either either Dubey or Morris really needs to click and have a brilliant season. Uh, having said that, and spoken about all the X factors that we think, I think it's time to move on to the surprise packages that we have of the season. So uh, unfortunately, Rohan can't name Isuru Dana here because he's already named him as the X factor. <laughs> so Rohan, who's your surprise package? I think it's going to be George Felipe. Uh, and I think if he plays the way he plays in the Big Bash, uh, it, of course, I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to be tough. And uh, there's, a, there's, not, like, there's a non-negligent percentage of him failing. But I think if he gets a proper chance and it clicks for him, he's, he can be a really good surprise package. And he can give that explosivity that uh, RCB need and just to like, make sure every, everything is clear and steady by the time Kohli comes in. If he can get like 20-25 runs quickly and, and then get Kohli and EBD Villiers into bat, I think that'll be ideal for them. Yeah, doing part of the players' job, basically. Kabi, who is your surprise package? Uh, my surprise package is your surprise package. Devdutt Padikar. Um, <laughs> I think that um, he's shown that he can, he can make runs um, at domestic level. I think this is just the next step on, the, on his way to play for him. To playing for India, um, I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think he'll. I think this is an IPL that um, will allow him to show to showcase his talents and um, you know push for push for push push for selection further on. Fair enough. Noor, any different surprise packages? Um, I was gonna go with Kabir, but now because he said it, I'll do someone else. Um, we haven't mentioned him enough, but I think I really want Amesh Yadav to have a really great season. Uh, I think he's a fantastic. Hundred percent. But I also think he has the, he has the potential to become a really really good um, limited overs uh, bowler again. He was when you know in the earlier stages of his career, then he shifted more towards Test. But I think he also is key for the early wickets, right? I don't really see an early wicket taker here, with the exception of him. So or maybe Chahal as well. But Dale Stain, so, guys, Dale Stain. I mean, he's not in my team, right? And I um, but so. So I think Amesh Yadav is as important as like a Chris Morris or a Sani to RCB success this uh, this year. 
as anyone else. For my surprise package, since Kabir stole my obvious one, um, <laughs> there was a secondary one I had thought of because I thought I predicted the scenario happening. And that is someone no one has really mentioned on this podcast, which is Washington Sundar. He had, um, he wasn't really given enough chances last year in the IPL and he's never really set the IPL on fire. And even with the Indian team, he's just sort of been there. And I feel like this could really be a season for him because especially now that we mentioned the out of the Chinnaswamy, it's not as demanding or like it's not as punishing on spinners where the, he's going to be bowling. So I feel like this is really uh, an IPL where he can stand up, be counted and make his make himself a household name and probably like a, success, a long-term successor to let's say Ravindra Jadeja because um, he's got all the skills. He's a good off-spinning, uh, off-spinner. He can, uh, he's tall. He can tonk the ball as well as a batsman. So if he, and if he learns from people, if he like, let's say he can take, uh, he can learn from people like Morris in terms of how to fulfill that role as an over, as a finisher and an all-rounder. And I feel like that could really hold him in good stead, not only for the future IPL, but also for India and the role that he's going to have to play in the Indian team. And also, Noor mentioned early wicket-taker. He bowls in the power play as well. So, he could, uh, he, he could uh, provide an option to take wickets there as well. So, I'm really hoping Washington Sundar. And I just love his name. I've loved it since the, since the day he entered the cricketing circuit. So, I just hope he has a really good IPL. So finally, uh, now that we've covered all the serious stuff, it's now down to the predictions and where we think people are going to finish. So I'm going to keep Rohan last for this. Um, Kabir, where are they finishing? Oh, how about you go first? I've been stealing all of your all of your predictions. So I think you should I go know. first. So I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I think this season RCB have a good balance. They've got a good squad. I see them finishing top four. Uh, so let's say... For me, it's either it's going to be three or four. I don't think they are one and two contenders because of a few issues. But I think uh, three or four definitely is where I see RCB finishing because I think they've got a great balance. They've got they've got a much better balance than usual. They've got a better bowling lineup than usual. They've been taken out of Chinnaswamy, which I feel will be benefit beneficial for them. And obviously, Kohli, ABD. You just need one of them to have an outrageous season, and you you will be there. Uh, yeah. So that's me, Kabir. Um, I think they will finish second. Uh, I think that they have the balance. I think they have the players. Uh, I think they have the setup, the infrastructure with Mike Hessen, Simon Katich, uh, as we've mentioned. Um, I think this might be the year on flat pitches in the UAE that aren't as small as the Chinaswami Stadium, where they are able to thrive and um, do really, really well. Uh, the only reason they're not first, I think that there's one more team, and I'll mention them in the next upcoming podcast, uh, who might uh, end up higher than them, uh, or who have a higher likelihood of ending up higher than them. Better be Delhi, bro, otherwise we're kicking you off the <laughs> <laughs> Noor? Um, yeah, I think two or three. Um, I think it's, but also, I also think if, like, if it doesn't click, if, like, the first four, like, don't do well, like, eight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's either, it's either up there or down here. Yeah, I th- I don't think we yeah. I think I I think too. I think there's one team. Um, again, I won't say which one, but I think if anyone can guess. I think I think I'm I'm gonna deviate a little bit. I think they're either gonna come first or fourth. I don't think they're gonna come second or third at all. I think they will certainly make the top four because they have the balance. But I think if they make it to the top four, they're either gonna win it or they're gonna choke the first game. 
Okay. Either they're gonna finish finish first or fourth. Like we'll lift the title. Yeah. So this is your or, or fourth. Yeah. Finally. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And then bold predictions. Definitely thinking from the heart. I'm not sure how much that was from the head. But uh, <laughs> not I that far off from what me and Kabir said. We said they'll come second. You did not predict them finishing the title. Well, one game. We were talking about we were talking about the table standings. He's talking yeah, about yeah. the finish in the on the podium, lifting the trophy. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't seem that outrageous. It's a good thing. I don't think it's that outrageous at all I either. Think it is. Ahan, just <laughs> okay, Ahan. You're just hating Ahan. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I think they were brilliant in the main top four, but I know who I think is winning it this year, and that will be answered on a different podcast. Anyway. Um, so I, that, having said that, we've covered everything that we had to in this podcast. Uh, thank you, Rohan, for your time and for thanks for having me. Uh, uh, briefing us about the beauty of Isru Adana and other things amongst that. Uh, thank you to Kabir and Noor, who are going to be seeing a lot more of on this podcast in the future. And uh, Rohan is probably going to come back as well for a few episodes here and there. Um, so that's all uh, that we had to talk about. And thank, thank you guys for watching. However much of this you did, uh, like, share, subscribe, and comment. That's it. See you all later.